Hi, welcome to Radio Rehab. If you're just joining us for the first time, we are a daily show, a storyteller show, if you will, where I have a guest co-host on with me for the entire week, and we talk all things recovery. This week, my guest co-host is Mark F. On today's episode, we talk about love, loss, and recovery, and how we're more equipped to help people when we're in recovery. For example, my friend who lost her father. Give it a listen. Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys. Welcome, Welcome to Radio Rehab. <laughs> I love doing that. It's actually really funny. Welcome to Radio Rehab. I'm Dana. I'm joined in studio with producer Char and my guest co-host for the week, Mark F. So thank you for being here. Hey. It's like your 20th episode of Radio Rehab at this point. 21st. Right. Awesome. Yeah. So we were going to discuss um, when people in recovery grieve or they're going through pain how um it's different we know how to be there for them in a different capacity than let's say people who don't have a program yeah because i feel like a lot of people like i just recently a friend of mine uh lost her father and it was very sudden and 12 years ago i lost my father and i'm able to use that experience that i had to be there for somebody else right but yeah it's it's, and, and I feel like it's a different because we know how to hold space for people. Yeah. And just because it's because there's some things that aren't going to get better. Like I have a friend who lost her 17 year old son oh, in an accident. And that's never you can't say that's going to get better because it's not. Yeah, for all I know, it'll just get worse. I mean, that's terrible. Yeah. But you can be there for them and hold space for them and be a good friend and, and listen to what they have to say and be there when they cry because they're going to cry. I feel like you are even better suited because you're in recovery and a woman. And women, really? Women are generally like better at, well, I mean, yeah, because men are more solution based. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they're those, like, how can I not hear you cry anymore? Right. Like, they're what like, can I do to not have this whining sound that's coming from your voice? Right. It's a weird thing with like, with like men and women because men are always like, okay, we'll find the solution to this problem. And women are like, no, sh- just listen to no, me. No, I just want to talk. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Because, like, yeah, go ahead. And when you're dealing with grief, you you can't really be solution focused because there is no solution. You can't. You know? Like, yeah, it gets better. It'll get better in 10 fucking years. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it'll get better. It's so long. I can't even tell you it's going to get better. Yeah, because it's like that's the truth. And then that's one thing I was able to say to my friend and be honest about as I was able to go, hey, she's like, does this stop? Does this feeling stop? And I was like, no, not for a long, long time. And right. even then, it's still going to hurt. It's just a pain. It's just a little pain that you, you carry around and take in your pocket that you get used to. Yeah. But, that you, the, but that it also makes you appreciate the person that you lost. So there's something gratifying and beautiful about that pain at the same time. But, but yeah, losing your kid, my God, I talk about not knowing how to be there for somebody. Oh, Jesus. Whoa. I mean, I can't, I know that's not, that's that's like on the list of deal breakers. Like that's the list of things that just aren't supposed to happen. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I remember even seeing my dad's dad at my dad's funeral and going, that just shouldn't be. Yeah. You should not have to bury a kid. It's funny, but all of my grandparents mm. had to bury a kid. Damn, I know, and and it's but you know, they they fought on and they went on with their lives, and then there's me. There's a hair in my brush, so I'm gonna do dope. You know <laughs> what I mean? I'm like, oh, I just you know, it's like, what is my reason? My mom's like, you know, 
my biological father died like a month before I was born. He was killed. And my mom was 24. It never occurred to her to shoot dope. But meanwhile, me, I'm like, this little thing happens. And I'm like, no, I need to be, you know, opiated from my era. I can't go to school. Right, yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't go to high school sober. <laughs> it's high school too hard. <laughs> Just the stupid thoughts that we have. Those are all, I mean, because they are ridiculous thoughts. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's crazy the extent to which the addict mind, the alcoholic mind, just thinks so differently from other people, you know? Uh, yeah. Like, no matter what, we'll always go back to to the bottle, to the needle, to the pipe. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's like, no, no matter, like, what, we'll always just keep, no matter how many times we get burned, we'll just keep sticking our hand in the flames. It's defined yes! explanation, you know? Exactly. Like, just to make sure it still hurts. It's like, I mean, how many times do you need to know well, that like, you're gonna, that it's gonna hurt? You know, well, it's like, it's like, you know, the first time you use it, it's like, oh, the fire like really warmed me up when I was cold. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Like, but now it's like, well, it's incapable of doing that now because you're sticking your face in the flames, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a weird thing. It is. But, yeah, I mean, but that's the addict brain. It's Our brains think differently. It's I mean, that's why I definitely think it's like a gene, and it's something real that we have. Right. Like, we have a disease. People who go, oh, well, I did heroin once, and I threw up, and it made me sick, and I never did it again. Well, they don't have the disease. Yeah. Like heroin addicts do it and they throw up and then they're like, where can I get more? More, yeah. You know, or me, I actually never puked on it, hmm. which is weird. But it's, it's like heroin affects, well, not just heroin, but drugs affect a drug addict differently. And you don't know you're a drug addict until you put drugs in your body, I think. There are people who are so smart they can learn from other people's mistakes. I'm just not that guy. Yeah, I'm not that guy either. I really, w I wish, <clears throat> man. I mean, it's like they say there's like four major like uh, things that, will make it like a high likelihood that you have substance abuse issues and genetics is one of them. Mm -hmm. you know? um, mental health is another one. Childhood trauma. Yeah. I forget what the fourth one is, but I mean, these things are like major factors that will cause you to, uh, and, and it's a weird thing. Cause like, I wonder, I think about this a lot now. It's like, is my daughter going to be a drug addict? Because like, yeah, her mom, is, is you know we're both sober but her mom is an alcoholic and i you know what i mean uh -huh. and, like, and so genetically it's there um but I, I this is what i like wonder about is like is it nature or nurture because by the time she was born we'd both been sober like you know five or six years you know so like if it's nurture she's gonna be good right you know what i mean if it's nature we're in trouble you know? Yeah, I know. But I mean, I've seen other people. I, I've seen people with, you know, 10 plus years and they have a kid. I've seen some people. It's like they have two kids. The kids have never seen their parents drink or use. And one kid is so fine. They can't believe they made that kid. Yeah. They're like, oh, my God, look at this kid with zero problems who just wants to go to school and is disgusted by drugs. But then their other kid yeah. has the gene. But I've seen it sometimes as like the gene isn't uh, doesn't take take the same shape. It's not an addict. It's it's different. Right. It's uh, it's the same the same stuff that's going on on the inside. But it's it's they'll act out in different ways. It won't you know it'll be rage, right? Behavioral stuff, like thrill seeking stuff. Like yeah, that. yeah, crazy kind of extreme sports <clears throat> or yeah. 
that's why I sometimes I feel like I should have like one more in case one turns out to be, you know, have right. another one yeah. just in case. So um, then that um, way the other one will balance them yeah, out. Yeah. And of course, if the second one you have is the one that that you know has the gene, you're gonna hate yourself. Oh, you're gonna yeah, be I'll kicking be like, yourself. Man, like, God, I could have just it. stuck with the first one, one who was so totally easier. fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That is true. All right, you talked me out of it. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad. Yeah, I, I like I said, uh, like I was saying the other day. I, I think the fact that I can't, I don't have a time machine is the reason I'm afraid to have a kid. Because because mm. the world is scarier and it gets scarier by the day. I love that though. It's like, and also I fear pain. This is like a thing that old people say, where they're like, oh, I don't like things the way they are. Oh now. my god, I'm so old. Before. I'm so old. I'm even <laughs> older on the inside. I swear, this is like my 50 millionth time as a human. And son, there's like this old man inside of me who's like, I'm done. <laughs> like, well, I do like forget I, about it. The narrative always makes me laugh because it's like, well. Of course, like, you know, as we get older, things seem like darker because we're one day closer to the grave. You know what I mean? But like right. when you're a kid, it's like everything. Oh, man, this is the best childhood ever. But, you know, for the kids that are in it today, this is just normal. You know what I mean? Right. And that's so weird. And how do we relate to those kids? It's like there's kids. It's like they're not they were, you know, their their parents or their moms like they do all of this. What's it called? Positive discipline. Like, would you that? like? I know, right? Oh my God! Can you imagine? It's like in my day, it was a spanking, and that's what happened. Like, would you like to stop hitting mommy in the face with your fist? <laughs> Is there anything I can do to get you to stop? I would, you know what I mean. And like, yeah. if that was me, I would have had a red butt. A belt would have come off if I was hitting my mother with uh-huh. my fist, which is fine, in my opinion, because <laughs> I look back and think I would have deserved it if I was socking my mom in the face. Yeah. But it's just, things are just, I don't know, things are just so beyond weird to me nowadays. It's like, I don't know. But maybe I could have a kid and go to a remote island and raise it there. Yeah, that would be weird. And tell it that it's (laughs) brothers and sisters are raccoons. Because I know you can have pet raccoons in the Bahamas. Oh, you, yeah, I, that'd be totally weird. You can do it in Thailand, too. You got pet raccoons? Yeah, pet raccoons there. They, I didn't know they had raccoons in Thailand. Well, they're not wild. They, they're, they like, imported. They have pet raccoons? Yeah, so you see people with pet raccoons oh all the God, time. Oh, my God, I'm going to Thailand. Yeah. I hear heroin's big over there, too, though, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Might not be the call, but, yeah, if they've got pet raccoons, I'm all over it. See, I love, I love where our conversations go. We yeah. start what off was with grief. I don't even know, but because raccoons is so important to me, I'm obsessed with raccoons. Like, I really, I follow Pumpkin the Raccoon on Instagram and Scarlet, or no, Raccoon Scarlet on Instagram. No, I'm, not, I'm so I'm obsessed with, with raccoons. Yeah, as we get the wrap up signal. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks like for wrap, listening. Wrap up the Ranger Rick talk. <laughs> She's used to. She knows. I'm. Yeah. I was just talking today about how we went to go see a movie called Made in China, and there were panda bears in it, and I was losing my mind in the <laughs> audience, going, "Oh my god, it's so cute!" One thing we do need to talk about is so if you would like to go to a sober living, which people should do, by the way, I would want to say if you go to like a 30 day treatment center, your ass better go to a sober living afterwards. Yeah. And if you think you don't want to, it's because you want to get loaded. So yeah. be honest with yourself. So go to um, a sober living, and if you happen to be in the San Jose area. You can go to secondchancesobriety.com mm-hmm. um, or you can call me 408-728-5479. Or if you're not in San Jose, but you want to be in San Jose because you live in like 
Manteca or one of those ridiculous places. Yeah. Maybe you want to be in San Jose because there's a lot of recovery there. Yeah. So you go to, go to a sober living there. Or if you need placement anywhere, I uh-huh. can help you. Right on. And then and then what's the treatment center again? If, if Serenity for Gardens. Serenity Gardens. The website is serenitygardensrehab.com. The phone number is 888-598-9876. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show again, Mark. It's yeah, been awesome. It was awesome. Thank you guys for listening. If you want to write us, it's Radio Rehab at GoToProductions.com. You can call or text 415-496-9511 on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's at Radio Rehab Dana. Keep coming back. We out! <laughs> Sex and drugs and rock and roll Is all my brain and body need Sex and drugs and rock and roll